Welcome to the Rebel Heart Coaching Podcast, where BSN registered nurse, integrative health practitioner, and board certified life coach Samantha Shatek teaches you how to go beyond managing your circumstances and start intentionally creating a life you love using her proven strategies. Hello, my friend. And how does this day find you? Thank you for tuning in. And I'm so excited for this episode. We are talking today about how to be a lighthouse. And why would you want to be a lighthouse? So this episode is coming from a recent coaching session I had with a client. But also, I've been thinking a lot about this topic of the subject of what is your unique signature. And what I mean by that is what flavor do you bring that is unique to you? Or another way to say it is what is your unique essence or being? And what do you do uniquely And what do you bring to your life, to any situation, not just to work, although work is maybe an important part of that, but what do you bring to life in general, to your friends, to your family, to your coworkers, maybe to even the person at the grocery store, perhaps. So I've just been thinking about what is your flavor? What is your unique essence? In herbalism, every flower and plant has its own unique signature. I think this is so interesting. So I kind of wanted to provide this metaphor here that people have used plant appearances for a long time in order to figure out in part its medicinal properties. This isn't the only way that we figure out, obviously, a plant's medicinal properties. This concept is called the doctrine of signature, and there is skepticism about it, and there's criticism about it. I'm not going to get into that, but in some herbal classes that I've taken, and I know herbalists, plants tend to resemble the condition or body part that you're trying to treat or alleviate. So it's interesting because just like the plants, we as human have so many things that yes, make us similar. We're all from the human family and most of us want the same basic things. But we also have incredible uniqueness and that even genetic twins are not exactly alike. They present themselves in different ways, different manifestations. Although they may look very similar, there are uniquenesses even within fraternal or identical twins. And, you know, we have all our own unique thumbprint that's not like anyone else's. And this is much like the plant kingdom as well. Well, in our human community, we might have For example, thousands of us might be teachers, but no teacher is exactly the same. Even if they're teaching the exact same material to the exact same grade, every teacher and every person is going to bring a unique approach, a unique perspective, unique wisdom and insights from their life experience. Just like there are a thousand life coaches out there, maybe even more at this point, but no one coach is the same, we're all bringing something completely different. And even when we're teaching the same concepts and the same subjects, it's just not going to manifest the same because of our vibration and our unique perspective about something. It's this idea 
that we all bring our unique medicine and we already are this thing. But the issue is sometimes we either forget or we maybe just need to uncover it to discover it through all of the social conditioning and programming. But when we know what our signature is and what our unique medicine is, and also I will say that this is not something that, you know, this can change throughout our life as we evolve and change. We can reserve the right to be flexible and change what we're offering and how we're approaching it. But when we know what our why is and what our medicine is and who we are, we can then own it and we can exalt that part of us and we can feel more connected and purposeful in our life. There's just a sense of groundedness when you start your day and you open your eyes and you remember why you're here and who you are. And everything else that you do in your day can stem from this core feeling of knowing your medicine and knowing your identity, knowing your uniqueness. And again, we may go through many identity shifts throughout, but I'm talking about something even deeper sometimes than identity. And it just comes down to what our soul imprint is saying to us, what our core is, what is our essence. There, are, I mean, there are many plants in the plant kingdom. And there's, for example, there's several different types of ferns. And there's several hundred species of flowers, but all have their unique look, their own unique medicine, their own unique scent. And even though they're all flowers, just like we're all humans, they all are really comfortable in their uniqueness being what kind of a flower they are. And no flower is judging another flower. They're working together in harmony in a symbiotic way. So like, for example, something really unique about the plant bloodroot that is normally toxic to our skin and it can be harmful to us. But when we applied it to our skin in certain trials, it can help remove skin cancer and it will eat away the skin cancer cell, but it'll leave the other skin intact. The properties of the plant, for whatever reason, just dissolve the skin cancer and it knows that those cells are different. And so in this situation, bloodroot is the exact medicine if you have skin cancer. But if you don't, it's going to be toxic to you. Bloodroot, by the way, it grows usually in woodland areas. I know it grows here in Minnesota along the Mississippi River and it flowers in early June. It's actually one of the first earliest plants to flower in spring before the rest of the canopy fills in. And this is a traditional medicine that was used by Native Americans. It's also known as black salve. And its signature is that it has red sap in its roots, hence the name bloodroot. So just an example of this medicine is so very specific, and it's only for one or maybe a few causes, but when it's for that cause and used correctly, it is so powerful because it's aligned and it's doing what it's supposed to do. You know, a lot of us, we say that we want to be unique and we want to make a difference. And there's a lot of emphasis right now on loving our uniqueness and diversity. But the truth is, is so many of you are scared to really be who you are. And you're scared not only in private, but you're terrified of 
being seen for who you really are in public. You're scared to be seen. You're scared to stand out from the crowd. You don't want to be perceived as different or weird. You're afraid maybe of others judging you. But the most important aspect that I find is typical is that you're afraid of your own judgment that you have for yourself. And actually, it's kind of understandable that we all feel this because there is an evolutionary and biological reason for that. We all evolved to be a part of a tribe for survival, for reproduction, for our safety, for our connection, for our food source. So our primitive brains literally tell us that we will die and it feels like death if we stand out from the crowd or if we do something differently, or if we try to have a boundary that feels good to us and someone doesn't agree with us, or now we're perceived as different because we've changed, it can really feel like a blow to our brains, to our bodies, to our souls, because evolutionary wise, when we were separated from the tribe, this could mean death because we probably wouldn't survive on our own in the the distant past. And we know that this is obviously no longer relevant to the same degree in our modern society. Yes, we all need safety. We want connection. We need to survive and reproduce. But when I have a creative business idea that I want to put into the world and I don't do it because my brain tells me that it's not safe. I'm then preventing myself from expanding and growing my life in a way that would be advantageous and conducive to me. And so that's where we need to wake up our logical and prefrontal cortex and make sure that we are able to build that muscle inside of us where we practice awareness or meditation or other things that help bolster this observer inside of us so that we can be on to our brain and notice that our brain and the patterns that our brain tells us when we try to do something new or unknown or uncomfortable or something that we haven't done before, we know that our brain is going to throw a hissy fit. We know that our brain is going to try to tell us that we're going to die, but we need to be able to override that and realize that it's not true. There's this saying, I know in native culture, and many of you have probably heard of it, but it's this idea that we all have two wolves inside of us. It's important about which wolf we feed more. And the truth of it is, is we might always have that voice inside of us that tells us that we can't be different, that we are not good enough, that we don't feel comfortable or safe standing out. Why me? You might always have that voice when you're trying to do something new or when you're trying to accomplish your goal. But the progress comes when you can feed that wolf less. The progress comes when you can turn the volume down to the self-sabotage shitty thoughts and you can turn the volume up to the thoughts that feel good to you and are more in alignment with your growth and with your spirit. We want to be able to acknowledge these thoughts that our brain is producing and see them, but still keep going and take action and just get used to the predictability of our brain 
and what it's going to do to try to protect us and keep us safe. But it's a false protection in this modern society most of the time. Another topic related to this is about being your authentic self. And this relates to your signature or your vibration. From my perspective, if someone is going to be unhappy about your life, it shouldn't be you. (laughs) I'm going to say that again. If someone is going to be unhappy about your life, it should not be you. I want to encourage you to live your life on your own terms. And I know that most people think that they probably are. But we have so many programs running in the background that sometimes aren't conscious. We have so many habits that we're doing that we don't know that we even resonate with them. So it's a really good practice to look at your habits, to look at your beliefs, and actually question, is this something that I'm in alignment with? Does this work for me? Or is this something that someone told me I should do? Am I doing something in my life because someone made me feel like I needed to do this for me to be successful, whether it's a parent or a spouse or a brother or sister? I don't want you to sacrifice one more minute of your precious life just so other people will like you or approve of you. It's way easier to say than do, I know, because when shit gets hard, It's easier just to retreat and go into your shell and fit in. And here's the thing. You have to like yourself and your life and be who you are because who else is going to do it for you if not you? And here's another hard truth. You will maybe lose friends. You might even lose some family. But the truth is, if you're not being yourself, then are those people really supposed to be in your life? And are they really your friends? Are they really your allies? Are they really the people that you want in your life? The ones who are meant for you will find you, I promise. There might be a time where you feel lonely and you don't have a crew when you're transitioning. I mean, that's happened to me several times. But every single time, my people find me and I find them. And It's so much more powerful to know that the people that are in your life and are loving you are loving you for who you are, for all of the shadow, for all of the light, and for all of your truth. And here's the other thing. When you are able to claim your powerful truth and when you can embody more of your true essence and when you can find whatever it is that is your own unique medicine and use it. And not just necessarily in work, but when you're using your unique essence and your medicine in your life and you're carrying it with you as the thing that guides you and informs you and drives you, you give others permission both consciously and unconsciously to do the same. And that is such a powerful place to be. I want to encourage you to become a lighthouse. A lighthouse lights the way in the dark, obviously, And it's a a beacon where ships can come into the night. I want you to be a lighthouse, not only for yourself, but for others. And I want you to broadcast your light and your energy so the people who are meant for you, they won't show up. You won't waste your time and you won't waste anyone else's time with a match that isn't authentic. And Conversely, when you're shining your light so bright 
with your unique essence, sure, not everyone's going to like you or be for you. But the people that know that they're for you and the people that are supposed to be in your life, they're going to come so much quicker and easier because you're being very clear about your signal. Like if you were to tune into a radio station and it's kind of fuzzy, it's really unpleasant. You're going to want to change the station of the radio channel if it's not clear and fuzzy. It's unpleasant to listen to. It's staticky. When you have a staticky message, you get mixed results back from people in your life and from, from situations. But when you can hone in your focus and you get clear about who you are and at least in this moment, what your why is and what your signature is, you are going to draw all of the situations and people and circumstances to you to create whatever it is that you are meant to create. And I think that's so powerful. You know, I've talked a lot about this topic before, but I think it begs repeating. There is going to be uncomfortableness and discomfort in our lives no matter what. Like our life, as you know, if you're a human on the earth, is not rainbows and butterflies all the time. And it's not supposed to be that way and nothing has gone wrong. But if there is discomfort no matter what, if I'm or you are living life on the surface There might be a perceived comfortability in that. But if we get really honest, if we're living a life that's out of alignment and we're feeling stagnant and we're not making choices to grow and we're self-sabotaging and hiding and playing small and not being who we are, we can only do that for so long because that discomfort to me is much greater than the discomfort of growing and trying something new or trying to accomplish something that is calling to you in your heart, the discomfort of that unknown, even though it's scary, it's way more exciting because you're growing as a person internally and you're accomplishing things externally and you're influencing people along the way, even if you're not trying to influence people even if that's not your jam. If you're doing you and you're exalting that signature and that essence, you are going to be a lighthouse without even trying. The familiar discomfort that we feel when we're stagnant in our lives, though, that feeling to me is just, it's so much more energy zapping than the discomfort of starting a new business or having the courage to enter a relationship or Having the courage to finally talk about something that's important to you that you've been afraid of to talk about, whether that's your conviction to God or maybe to talking about something that's really near and dear to your heart that someone might make fun of, or maybe that's your sexuality. Whatever that is, there is something really powerful and precious and potent about owning and embodying whatever it is that is going to make you more of you in this moment. So my question for you is which discomfort do you choose and are you choosing right now? And what is the unique medicine, gift, skill, or insight that you are bringing to your life? And if it helps you, you can think about perhaps maybe you think about like what you bring to your family or to your workplace or when you're shopping and you're at the grocery store or at 
another store and you're interacting with strangers, what medicine may you bring? I want to ask, where do you think you're not being who you are completely? Where are you hiding? What are you afraid of to admit or to lean into? Is there a conversation that you've been wanting to have with someone that you've been afraid to have? Is there some part of yourself that you've kind of been hiding because you're not feeling 100% confident and you feel afraid to talk about it because you fear judgment? And are you being the lighthouse that you are meant to be? I love you. And I think that there is nothing more important in this moment than to be the best and the most authentic version of yourself that you can be. And even though that's always changing and morphing, I think we do a disservice when we don't give that to ourselves because then we don't share that with others who need it as well. Thank you so much for being with me today and look forward to being with you again next week. And hey, I also want to invite you to join me for my six-month coaching program. I'll work with just you one-on-one and I'm going to help you get the results that I know you can get. I promise your life will be different. Go to www.rebelheartcoaching.com to sign up for a consult today. I'll see you inside.